Before we turn to Mari of the evening service, I just wanted to share a few words of Torah, very cognizant, very aware of what's happening in the world right now, and uh, felt that if we're going to gather and we're going to gather in holy space and intentional space, part of that work is to open our hearts to what's happening across the ocean. One of the best parts of being a rabbi is welcoming new Jews into the community. Three rabbis sit on a panel called the Beit Din. In front of us sits this brave soul sharing their story and throwing their lot in with our people. And I've had the privilege of facilitating these moments many times and they're always beautiful. Yesterday, was one of the most moving of all. So in part, it was because of the remarkable man who sat before us, whose, whose journey home was profoundly complex and difficult, in part because of the emotion behind his words, the, the tears that accompanied his declaration, I am a Jew and pledge to live a Jewish life. And in part because of the timing. What does it mean to become a Jew on Purim? Behind the frivolity of Purim is a horrifying story of our people narrowly escaping genocide. You know, we were comfortable in Persia, assimilated enough for the Jewish heroes, Mordechai and Esther, to have Persian names. We lived peacefully with our neighbors, despite our differences, until a hateful man with political power leveraged his personal prejudice into national genocidal policy. We know how the story ended, thank, because thank God we're still here to tell it. 2,500 years of remembering, of reminding ourselves and others that life's safety is fragile. So this is the day he decided to become Jewish. And in doing so, this story becomes his, not only to remember, but to respond to. Because at the core of Jewish identity is our relationship to time and history. The past isn't really the past. It's an aspect of the present. We are always leaving Egypt always returning to this, the seventh day of creation, always carrying the stories of our ancestors. That's why our bags are always heavy. Jewish identity demands memory and from memory grows obligation. I'm sharing these words with you because I'm scared. I'm scared of how the frenetic pace of our lives distance us from memory. I'm scared of the pace of our news cycle, the furious clip by which the front page headlines move to the back and ultimately disappears from the paper itself. And then we move on to the next headline, barely remembering the brief grip that last week's suffering had on our conscience. And quite frankly, I'm scared that even our attention to the horrors presently unfolding in Ukraine is slipping. 
It mustn't. The urge to turn away, and I understand the impulse, cannot be indulged. If twice a day the Shema asks us to remember leaving Egypt, how often should we remember those leaving Ukraine? Memory activates responsibility. I know all of us wish we knew a clear political path forward to follow, to advocate for, a measured way to stop this brutal war, and even in the absence of this knowledge, we can keep our hearts open to the stories, pleas, and suffering of the Ukrainian people, responding with empathy, advocacy, and resources. Our elected representatives and those in power must continue to hear from us, that we refuse to look away, that our steadfast attention to this suffering is a reminder to act on our behalf. Shabbat is our return, a realignment with our values and our purpose. Shabbat, which emerges from the story of creation is a refusal to acquiesce to the forces of destruction. May our hearts be stretched and our resolve strengthened. May we remember that which risks being forgotten. Shabbat Shalom.